Welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast, where we offer solutions to the obstacles you face when it comes to achieving your health and fitness goals. As a married couple who's lost a combined weight of 100 kilograms and 11 clothes sizes, our raw, real, and relatable stories will show you the path you must walk to achieve, and more importantly, maintain the results you know you can reach, because we know it works. So get ready to share the success and show the results with your hosts, Matt and Courtney. Hello and welcome back to season eight or welcome to season eight. But if this is your first episode, I highly recommend you go back to the start of season eight. This is not the best jumping in point, <laughs> especially for this season. I'm not even wearing my headphones. I just was thinking, oh, this sounds, it feels weird. Now I know why, because I'm not wearing my headphones. One moment, please, while I put these on. Makes all the difference, doesn't it? It does. That felt really weird, doing it without my headphones on. Okay, that feels better. Welcome to Season 8. No, welcome back to Season 8. Oh, my goodness. I'm all over the place today. I'm Courtney. You've already heard Matt. You know who we are. We're skipping straight on. Um, Today's episode is all about wrapping up the last three episodes. Yeah, so we've kind of been a bit misleading in that we said that the basics of weight loss would be a three-part series and here we are doing a fourth one (laughs) so lesson to be learned don't listen to us all we do is talk shit no this is like a a recap no i wouldn't i wouldn't consider it a recap no yeah it isn't actually a recap it's more of a uh finale well you look at it where the, the previous three episodes, we, in my humble opinion, successfully laid out where and how to get started. Yes. So we spoke about, Courtney and I spoke about the three fundamental areas that are essential to long-term success. So basic number one, training and exercise. Basic number two, meal planning and preparation. Basic number three, accountability. Good memory. Well, I I mean, we do this for a living, so if we can't remember what we do, (laughs) we're up the creek, aren't we? So I appreciate the compliment, but that's our fucking job. (laughs) I'd take it back then. In it. Get stuffed. Love you too, dear. (laughs) Thing is, though, those those three fundamentals – that we laid out for you previously, ultimately they're, they're just tools. The thing is without, and that's the purpose of this episode, without an anchor point, like why the hell would you ever use these tools? Hmm. The thing is with the basics, they're not going to stick unless you have the reason or reasons to put in the effort to make them stick. Yes. And that's the thing, Courtney, like without personal reasons for change, without deep-seated personal reasons for change, you can't really expect yourself to follow through. No. I wouldn't. I haven't in the past. comes down to the things we've spoken about previously on this very podcast, Courtney, about needing to achieve things versus wanting to achieve things. One of my favourite phrases that made a lot of sense to me when I first heard it is this. 
People don't buy six-inch drill bits. They actually buy six-inch holes. It's a good metaphor for this particular podcast episode because people will often think that, you know, signing up to a gym or paying out the money for a personal trainer or applying for some coaching program or, or just working with a coach in general and, you know, having having a few surface-level goals, you know, I want to get fit and I want to tone up and I want to get healthy, that's where it all starts. And then, cool, we're off. Yeah. We're off and running. It's just a, a smooth ride to the land of epic success. But that's not quite as simple as that. How many clients, Courtney, have come to us where their goals have been, their goal is to exercise or their goal is to do a nutrition program or their goal is, well, well, Matt and Courtney, my goal is to submit seven-day meal records to you every second week. No one has that goal. I've been doing this now for uh, 12 years. You've been doing this for eight it's currently a combined zero clients have had these things as their goals. So the, the fundamentals that we laid out in the previous three episodes, they're really, really useful tools, but no one, no one wants to do these things. Yes. Certain bits and pieces you might find more enjoyable than others, sure. Mm. But whose goal is, well, my goal is to exercise. Well, fucking my goal ain't to exercise. Mm. Thing is, people sign up to programs or diets or trainers or coaches because they've got reasons to do that. So the thing is, the program or the coach or the trainer, like even even Courtney and I, like we're just tools. And we are indeed tools, aren't we? thing is even with with you and me no one has the goal to work with us and if they did i'd question their life choices <laughs> they have goals that they want to achieve and they'd like us to help guide them towards those goals which is why i made that little joke before that we are tools because in this case we are indeed tools yes that can be used to help facilitate a desirable outcome So generally, people will sign up to things because there are things in their life that they either want to move towards. So it might be, you know, achieving specific outcomes. Or they might want to move away from things. So moving away from things that might cause them different levels of pain, be it physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, you know. We generally want to move towards something and or move away from from other things. But then there's a level, again, even below that. Which is. Is, which is the question, you know, why? Why do you want to achieve what you want to achieve? Or why do you no longer want to be the way you are? So generally, uh, you might go to 
speak to your local PT or speak to someone like us or even speak to us. And of course, you know, the question should at least be asked, like, okay, well, what are your goals? So, you know, we've been told a gazillion different types of goals over the years. Courtney, you know, I want to lose X amount of dress sizes. Yep. X amount of kilos. X amount of kilos, X amount of pounds. I mean, we can rattle these off all day. I want more energy. Mm-hmm. I want more energy. I, I, want to, I want to stop having the 3 p.m. crash. I want to play with my kids more. I want to play with the kids more. Some people get really, really personal. They want to improve their sex life with their, yeah. with their partner. Yeah. They want to you know? achieve certain sporting goals. Yep. Want to have, you know, certain, even, even certain physical performance-based metrics or even some have career goals. Like you name it, there's just goals galore. Yes. Right? Cool. PT asks the client, potential client, what are your goals? And they say what their goals are. But that's not where it should end. It should continue with the most important follow-up question of all, which is what, Courtney? Why? A question formed in one one word. Why? Yeah, well, let's expand that a bit. Yes. Okay, you've got these goals. Why are they important to you? Yeah. How will they make your life better? If you achieve these goals, what will they do for you? Mm. Problem is, this is where you often see people that will really struggle with doing what needs to be done. Now, what needs to be done is what, Courtney? The work. Yes. So the, the three fundamentals, the three basics that we spoke about in the previous episodes, they're work. Mm. You know, some parts of the work you might enjoy – other parts... They were grind. Absolute, perfect word. Yeah. It's a perfect word. And that's where you'll see people that will be like, oh, I'm just, I'm just inconsistent with the gym. Oh, I just, I just half-ass it with my meal prep or some, even with clients that we've worked with, will, even though we talk until we're blue on the face about the importance of accountability, that's the first thing they drop off on. Mm. You know, so there's, there's just this inconsistency with one or multiple of those basics. And more often than not, that struggle that people find themselves in tends to come because they haven't been truly clear or honest with themselves about why they should be doing these things. Mm. So it goes back to what I said before. Like the goal isn't, or at least shouldn't be, well, my goal is to go to the gym. My goal is to pay for a diet. My goal is to do this nutrition program. Fuck no. I'm not paying money for that bullshit unless I've got a reason to. Yes. So no matter how advanced you might be or might think you are, no matter what level you're at, be it complete beginner or even up here you know, where we are, Matt and Courtney level, been doing this for a very, very long time, no one's above this. No. No, no one's beyond this. No matter how advanced or how on the ball you think you are, if you haven't got a reason to do something, you are not going to do it. You won't achieve it. Why would you? That's where people start to sort of beat themselves up. So, oh, I just haven't got the willpower or I'm just not motivated enough. Fuck all that noise. You haven't got a reason. And that's why we refer to this episode as the anchor point. 
because all those basics that we spoke about and the whole process behind a successful weight loss journey requires you to have reasons that you anchor the entire thing to. Mm. And no one can tell you what they are. they got to come from within. So sometimes, Courtney, you know, we, we've spoken in the past about having what we call a snap point. Like, What is a snap point? How would you define a snap point? Um, I think I would define a snap point as the moment of clarity when you realise that what you're doing is causing you pain or discomfort and that you have that moment of clarity where you know what has to happen to change that and you know you're ready to do the work. Have you had a snap point before or, or snap points? Yeah, definitely. I, th- I think I probably only really ever had like one true one. Could you share it? Yeah, which, which was when I decided to get get help and reach out for help to help me lose weight. I think that before that, I would have said, if you'd asked me, have you had sort of that moment where you wanted to change or that snap point, I would have said yes. But looking back, they weren't the real snap point. I don't think I'd really come to terms with what I had to do to make the change. And I was still a bit in that denial of, it's not that bad sort of attitude. So what are you, are you, is what, see if I'm interpreting this correctly, you what you tell yourself, yes, I want to do this, then would what find reasons not to? Yeah, you I'd find reasons why, you know, because often what I was reaching for was some sort of quick fix outcome, which obviously then comes with a lot of even more work tends to be or more deprivation, cutting things out more, and you have to do it very quickly, obviously, because they're short term sort of solutions. So you need to do things very quickly, cut things out very quickly. And I just couldn't stick to anything like that. So I would do it for a couple of days and then rethink my choice. And the justification wasn't that the process I was trying was bad or this sort of style of diet or whatever just wasn't working for me. My process was just to say, well, that's too hard and I don't look that fat. So it's okay. And I would just quit the diet that I'd tried to do like for the last two days. So what, you'd have what you thought was a snap moment, but all it would do was get you to try out some some yeah. short-term thing. Yeah. Then it wasn't sustainable. It's just too hard. It's too hard and I'm not that bad anyway. Yeah, so rather than looking, huh. at, looking at the actual th- thing that I was trying to do, like the, the tools that I was trying to implement being wrong – it was just the mentality of straight back to that's it, it, it it's just not that bad. So and how I'm long just would that last go back for? to what I was doing until, before. Until what, the next photo that you saw yeah, that correct. horrified you? Correct. <laughs> so I mean it was a flip flop sometimes on a daily basis between looking like thinking I looked horrendous to thinking oh, I don't look that bad. was that the extent of the comparison? It was either I look horrendous or at best I'm not that bad. Yeah. Was never like, oh, yeah, actually, you know what? I look pretty good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was literally the that was it. the scale. It was it was between those two. It was between tears of sadness because I hate the way that I look mm. to, oh, I don't look that bad. 
not that bad. Not that bad. That so, was the highest level of the scale. So what was the difference between what you thought were snap points and what actually was? I don't think I really knew the difference until until I hit that that snap point where then I was able to ask for help and actually find a program that worked for me and stick to it. So what changed mentally between the two? I think it was the clarity that of looking back on everything I'd done wasn't working and I'm still unhappy. So enough of this bullshit of I don't look that bad. I don't like the way that I look. It's affecting my mental health. It's affecting my day-to-day life. Mm. I need to do something to change this. And it's the acceptance of it's going to take work and this is going to be a long-term thing. Really? Ah. So do you think that would have came about because, like I'm not trying to put words in your mouth here, please correct me if I'm going down the wrong track here. Do you think that could have come about because, what, did you get to the stage where you thought to yourself, I've fucking done everything? I don't think, I think close to it. I mean, I don't think I had done everything. I hadn't actually tried that many diets, really. In the grand scheme of diets that people are trying, and the stories we've heard, I, I I literally dipped my foot in the ocean of that. I think I just looked at it and I saw the diets I didn't want to do and I knew I didn't want to do them and I wouldn't do them. Like I wasn't uh-huh. prepared to do that. So it was like, what, no more of this shit? Yeah, I was, I was just like, I don't want to do any of that because yeah. I know I won't stick to it. Like I just know I won't. So – it was the realization of I need to try something different and find someone to help me find something, find a way to do this, which is going to work for me and my lifestyle without having to eat less and cut everything out of my deprivation stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I just known on the very couple of times that I had tried a couple of things that I just wasn't going to do it. I just would not do it. So, yeah, I don't necessarily think – it's sort of similar to what you said, though. I don't necessarily think it was I've, I've tried everything. It was a I've tried what I've tried and I know I won't do that anymore. That's good self-awareness, though. I think that for me that was where my snap point is. For me, I think snap point – when I look back on my own personal snap point, it, it really comes down to clarity. So it's a really clear – like thought process of understanding how I'm feeling now, what I've done to get here and understanding, not necessarily understanding how do I fix it because I obviously didn't have those tools Mm. and the knowledge to fix it, but understanding what wasn't going to fix it. (laughs) So it sort of then leaves you openings to there's only like, there's only a certain amount of things then that are going to be able to fix it. You know what though? That's a, a good point you bring up. Because even though, like compared to some people that we've we've worked with, like your diet experience is limited compared to some we know that have just done fucking Countless. a gazillion different things. Yeah. Over the course of over the course of decades, you still you still had the self awareness to come around and then say, "Well, you know what? This way doesn't work. My way doesn't work. Mm. I need something else." That's how I would define. A snap point. How would you define a snap point? Well, it goes without saying that I completely agree with what you said. I I frame it 
personally, I frame it in my mind, at least I'm just applying this to me. Mm. I frame it like this. When you get to the stage where you say no to your own bullshit yeah, and you get sick of your own bullshit and the self, it is self-abuse, I'll use the phrase here, you get sick of your own self-abuse of putting yourself through the ringer, it's just like, no. Like I am flat out rejecting the status quo. Enough of this bullshit and enough of me. Because when you think about it, like, yes, there's a lot of bullshit and a lot of noise out there, a lot of fakes, a lot of frauds, a lot of just crap. But the single biggest enemy that we've all got to ourselves. Mm. So to me, the snap points where you just get to the, that moment where it's like, you know what, enough of this shit, enough of my shit. Mm. Of this, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. So again, I think what you're saying also is, in your own way, that it is a sense of clarity. Absolutely, it's clarity. In that moment. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yep. Well, you know, it's like what you said to yourself, like you'll you'll tell yourself, oh, not that bad. I would never tell myself that because deep down I knew I was that bad. Yeah. I would do it in other ways. So it's like, oh, oh, someone's got the camera out. I've got to go to the toilet. Yeah. I've got to duck off. I've got to disappear for some reason. I don't want to be in the photos. Mm. Like, here's the thing. In high school, there's there's high school remember how in high school you'd have the the yearly photo of your entire grade? Yeah, the class photo. Yeah, the yeah. class photo. Yeah, I'd chuck sickies on those days, so I wouldn't be in the photo. You didn't even be in the class photo. No, I wasn't there for the day, for that day. I, I, I was sick. Wow. Actual truth, I didn't want to be seen in the photo. Yeah. And this is this was in high school. Mm. And that continued into into adult life. So, like, oh, that's a reflective surface. I'll just walk around that. Oh, I'm walking past the shop window. There's my reflection. I'll just look in another way so I can't see myself. Don't have to acknowledge it. You know, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, it was never, it was never you're not that bad because, yeah, it was that bad. Yeah. But out of sight, out of mind. You know, so you, you do these things like that and then for me it's also like, you know, you start, for me, I was you know, half-assing, half-assed efforts, right? And, like, stop me, this sounds familiar. Like, oh, yep, I've gone to the gym today. Well, I've earned it. I'm now going to go and get some McDonald's or get some junk food and blah, 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 blah. And eventually it's just like, fuck, this shit's got to stop. Mm. Like, it's like with you, Courtney. Like, you do, I think you bang your head against the wall long enough. It's just like, what am I doing? Yeah. And so it is, it is a moment of clarity. But that, that sort of goes into the next the next part of the episode, Courtney, where we talk about some personal examples here. So we, we spoke as before about like, yeah, you've got to establish what your goals are, but you've got to go a level deeper. Yeah. Why are these goals important? So now Courtney and I are going to give personal examples that we've gone through or are going through mm. to, to sort of illustrate to you listening how – we feel and we believe you would be well served to start thinking when it comes to this because if you've if you've listened to the three episodes prior to this and you think to yourself like you know what that makes total sense but I just can't make it stick this is why yeah 
this is why people can't make this stuff stick because they haven't had that moment of clarity yet. No. And I think not every, not I, I personally don't think people need to necessarily have what I would consider brutal snap points. No. Clarity can come just through honest self-reflection of like, okay, why do I want to achieve these things? Yeah. So we'll give some some examples here that might help you along to give you some food for thought. Yep. Moving forward to this. Would you like to go first or shall I? I don't mind. Ladies first. Well, I think I just went by the similar style to what you laid out, Matt. So like original goals versus goals now. Sure. So like when I talk about my original goals, so back, you know, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. it was literally just not to be fat, like heavily overweight. So my original goals consisted of, I, I think they were fairly simple at the time, which was just literally, I don't remember a lot of my goals at the time being based around how I felt energy wise or anything like that. It was literally about the way that I looked. So Fair. it was just I didn't want to be heavily overweight. I yeah. didn't want to be the fattest person amongst my family anymore or, mm-hmm. you know, the people I was around. Yeah. And I wanted more of a, like, shapely body type. So I didn't want to just feel like a blob. Like I wanted to be able to look at my body and actually see shape. Mm-hmm. That's how – that's what – my original goals were, yes, there was obviously probably goals at some stages in there about feeling better, you know, health style goals. But if I'm thinking back 10 years ago, my main objectives was just to not look like a blob, which is what I felt like. Now, why? Mm. So my why would be just literally tired of feeling like shit. So like I mentioned before, I just – it was starting to affect – me mentally in terms of feeling just crap all the time. Like, crap about yourself, crap about what, being in public. Just about myself. I definitely suffered – I always have, like, suffered from anxiety, but it was it was generally not triggered by, you know, being out in public. It yeah. was my own anxious thoughts, you know, tend to um, be affecting me. But, I mean, that would never help – like, that didn't help either um, – so anxiety-wise, it wouldn't have helped, but not from a social point of view, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yep. Um, no no self-confidence whatsoever. So I would obviously be able to fake it very well when I was at work and things like that, but never had any real self-confidence. In what ways did you want to apply yourself with self-confidence that you were being held back? So more socially. So yep. social situations didn't necessarily fill me with anxiety, but they weren't something that I reached out to do because I just didn't like the way that I looked. And, you know, I if I just didn't want to be that person in the room that I felt out of place. Yep. Um, and mostly that came down to sort of dating because I was in my early 20s and I wanted to start dating seriously. I had had some sort of not very serious relationships, obviously through school. I never had like a real serious, serious relationship. And I wanted to 
like really go put myself out there and meet somebody. Um, and I just had How'd that work out for you. Yeah. And I just had no confidence to do that. I just would not have done it. I, you know, my friends at the time wanted to be put on, you know, one of the dating websites or something like that. I just wouldn't do it. Tinder. No, no Tinder then. Okay. Um, but that came later. But um, yes, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have even gone out on a date with a guy, I have to say, at the time, because I just would it would have been far too anxious about the way that I looked. I didn't like the way that I looked, so I couldn't imagine that any male would like the way that I looked. Um, and I definitely feel like I was low in energy because of all of that. Um, I mean, you couldn't binge eat and eat the amount of shit that I was eating and not feel low in energy. So it definitely would have affected my energy levels I was working in hospitality at the time, so I needed to be able to, like, do a lot of stuff, you know, do a lot of – I was walking a lot, carrying a lot of stuff, you know, it's a physical job. What about your work hours? My work hours were all over the place as well. Can you give an example? Oh, so, um, yeah, night shift might have been get to work at 2, leave at 2 a.m., 1 a.m., Sometimes you'd sleep in the next day and not have to work at t- until 2 o'clock again, but sometimes you'd have to be back there at 9 a.m. Um, just mm. depends on the week. So it was, yeah, it was a bit all over the place as well. So my why was literally just to d- – number one was to look better and to feel more confident about myself so I could meet people and not feel like I was the fattest person in the room amongst my family or my friends. And then there was definitely an, an a, like a – area of just feeling better in that can i can i say it's very clear that that was enough for you because it got you started yes as as you're going to illustrate now like your goals change as you change and things evolve because you know we change as people we grow as people so our goals grow with us but it was these were clearly not just honest goals but honest reasons having them because it got you moving. Yeah, absolutely. And I think now if we look at goals now, do you want to do your old goals first? No, ladies first. I think if I just look at my goals now, they're not super dissimilar. Like I still want to – I think now though I've learnt that how I feel has such a massive role. So I think once I started to get the way that I looked and my shape going in terms of changing for the better – it really started to um, focus more on, well, how do I feel and how do I function? How do you feel in what way though? In my body. How does my body function? And then how are my energy levels? How am I feeling? How, how much energy do I have to just do day-to-day tasks? But also the energy, like my mental energy, like how do I feel about myself? Because then obviously that, for me, having anxiety, that, has a flow on effect. Do you do you put mental health in the how you feel yes. category? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So for my goals now, it's just to look I say just to, like it's that easy, but it is um to look and feel my best and to be happy in my skin. What is your best? So well that is that that is the definition, right? So my best personally is when I'm sitting at a weight range that I I personally feel comfortable and my body shape is a sh- like a shapely body shape. Like I don't have like a 
like a pin on I must look like this. My my body weight is going to fluctuate a little bit. You know, that's fine. Everyone's does. Everyone's does. But my main goal is to always make sure that I've got the shapely body shape that I like, the look of. It's the athletic, you know, more more muscular, more um, hourglassy think, body shape. I think athletic mm. kind of fits the bill with you. And that's it? what I like. I mean, not everyone's the same. Oh, there's no right or wrong here. There's no right or you. wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I, I've never wanted to be super slim. It's not the it's it's not what brings me joy. So you've got to find a body shape that brings you joy, and that's not the body shape that brings me joy. Would would the phrase athletic curves yes be appropriate here? Yeah, perfect. Okay. Yeah. So that's sort of my new goals are to stay within that, to keep my body functioning the best way it can as well as looking the best way it can. Functioning. Tell me more. So when I talk about functioning, you know, it's the energy and the strength levels to do anything I want to do. So for me, I've learned over the 10 years how important I play, like I play strength levels at a higher importance than I ever thought that I would have. Physical so, strength? F- physical strength. Yeah. So if you asked me, you know, 10 years ago, I would have cared less how strong I was. I just wanted to look less fat. Mm. But I think over the time I've learnt, you know, like coming with body shape comes with, you know, lifting weights is the best way to change your body shape. And coming with lifting weights and getting stronger as a person has come with so many more advantages than I ever would have known existed. Mm. Not just from a health standpoint because obviously like the more muscle mass you have, it has flow-on effects to bone density and things like that. But Immune function. Immune function. But just in terms of even just feeling more self-sufficient. You know, as a female, I like the feeling personally of being able to, you know, move the couch if I want to move the couch or, you know, bring in my groceries in one go because I'm too lazy to take two trips out to the car. Like, <laughs> I like the feeling of being able to lift that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um. So I think for me, I like the idea of always keeping that strength as well. So the older I get, I really want – I mean, I know I'm still only in my early 30s, but it's becoming more obvious to me the more I learn about it and the the stronger I am in my body that this is going to decrease over time. So my why also then extends to to continuing in the future. So I want to keep my strength, my energy – and the body shape that I want going forward. Why? Yeah. <laughs> it gets, everyone's starting to understand how this works now. You could, Why are these things important to you? What will they do for you? Yeah. So one of the big ones is obviously health, long-term health. As in longevity? just Longevity, yep. yep. Just longevity like we spoke about, immune function, bone density. You know, your muscle mass is going to decrease in time. Mm-hmm. naturally so keeping that all up mm-hmm. you know i would love to be able to you know my my grandmother unfortunately passed away this year at 90 i've got another grandmother who's going strong at 92 um goals both living by themselves unassisted independent yeah so mm-hmm. that's the sort of thing i look at and say well i want that i want to be 90 and living by myself 
As in without me? Well, you are 11 years older than me. I'll be around when you're 90. Don't worry, <laughs> don't you worry about that. But so that from that's a big why in terms of when we're talking about the feel and the the function of my body. When I talk about the look, it's really just comes down to confidence and my own um how how good I feel about myself is is also wrapped up in the way that I look. It just is. Like I you're not gonna sit here and lie and say that no, the way that I look has no impact on my self-worth because I would be lying. Personally, I don't believe anyone when they say things like that. Yeah, I would be lying if I said that. Mm. So the way that I look absolutely has an impact on the way I feel about myself. Yep. So mentally, from a mental standpoint and from a confidence standpoint, I feel my best when I believe I look my best. And then if from if you carry on from that is – when I feel my best is when I'm at my best to do everything else. Like when I feel my best, I can help other people. I'm better at work. I'm I'm a better wife. I'm a better daughter, sister. I'm better at listening. I'm better at helping other people. Like I just feel like when you feel your best, you're able then to contribute more in life. Well said. So that, like, if we really, like, dug down to the root of it, that's mm. the reason why. That I want to look my best for me because I want to feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. That's outstanding. That's me. <laughs> you single? Yeah, your turn. So if we're going to go... Matt's turn now to give us some insight into his original goals. Let's start with your original goals first. So tell us what your, looking back, what your original goals might have been. Obviously, this is going to be a bit of a shortened version and we're obviously also thinking back like 10 years ago for me and how many years ago for you? 20 plus. 20 plus. Oh, actually, no. No, 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 not 20 plus. No, I. Um, it'd, be, it'd be just around... Um, Seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty years, but it's not so much about reaching back because what do I have that annoys the shit out of you sometimes? Well, you've got a very good memory, but I'm just saying is a general statement. But yeah. anyway, tell us what your original goals were, Matt. Well, I can tell you, uh, I had two. First one, not to be morbidly mm. obese. Yes. The second one was not to be a victim of my at the time recent diabetes diagnosis. So I am and still am today, a a type 2 diabetic. Type 2 diabetic, if you are wondering, is the lifestyle one. You generally will get it because you don't take care of yourself. Yes. And once you got it, you got it. Yes. So just like type 1 diabetes, once you've got it, it is something you're always going to have. Yeah. But it's not something you were born with. Correct. Uh, And fortunately, with type 2, you don't necessarily need medication if you take care of yourself. But anyway, those are my original goals. Don't be a balloon on legs mm-hmm. and don't suffer the the symptoms of, of diabetes, right? So why? Why? So I mentioned before about literally taking sick days, or as we like to say here in Australia, 
chucking sickies mm. when it came to the school class photos. Like if you if you go and look up, and I can show you, Courtney, you go and look up the class photos from my senior year in high school, guess who's not in them? Mm. This guy. Because this guy chucked a sickie because he didn't want to be seen in the photos. So he dodged it. Yeah. I got tired of doing things like that. I got tired of it extended to when I was out of high school and, and working. Mm. I'll just have days where it's just like I just don't want to be seen in public today. I just can't bear the thought of people looking at me. I'm chucking a sickie. Bit of social anxiety. That was that. That's a that's a separate part of it, but it's coming. Yeah. It wasn't so much social events because I would actually avoid social events. Mm. It was more well, I've got a job and I'm rostered on on these days and these times, and it's just not today. Yeah. So I just invent reasons to to be sick. Eventually, I got, I got called out on it because I was doing it so often. It's like, hey, you're you got a lot of sick days. What's going on? Mm. You know, I just got tired of of things like that. Like yeah. tired of. Tired of hiding, yep. tired of, oh, there's a mirror there, I'm going to avoid that. Mm-hmm. Tired of that, you know, being seen, the anxiety of being seen in public. Like I, I just got sick of just being so down on myself and having no confidence. Mm. Like it was hard to talk to friends because I thought they would always be judging me. Like let alone talking to women, like that was just off the fucking table. Yeah. Like people like you used to scare the shit out of me. Yeah. Because I thought, oh, I mean, imagine what they're thinking about me because I'm thinking it, mm. you know. And I also felt like I've got to be capable of more than this and there's got to be more to life than this. In hindsight, the way, the way I, would, I would describe it now is I got sick of being a fucking spectator mm. as opposed to being an active participant in my own life. Unfortunately, when you're overweight and you're unhealthy and you're down on confidence and you just you just hate the status quo, so often you become a spectator in your own life. Like I'm sure you listening can relate to this in some way or you know someone that can, like avoiding the cameras, hmm. saying no to, to social outings with friends or family because you don't want to be seen or you don't want to have to go through the – the bullshit of putting on clothes where it's like, a, what What can I wear that I look the least fat in? Like, that's not fucking living. Yeah, I've had those. Yeah, but that fucking sucks. And like you end up with a pile of clothes on your bed because you've changed clothes so often. A pile like, of so clothes much. and eventually you're in tears. Yes. It's like uh, nothing you own looks good. Everything in here looks like shit because yep. I look like shit. Yeah, I definitely had that. Honestly, I just got sick of all that. And I just thought to myself, well, there's got to be more than this, mm. you know? And, like, I used to just swear black and blue to myself, like, I'm going to die I'm gonna die alone. Mm. I'll never have a partner. I'll never get married. Who's going to want me? Like, this is it for me. That's not healthy. Yeah. So I just, got, I just got sick of it. So those were my whys. So I spoke before at the start of the episode about some people will have goals they want to achieve, so they want to move towards things. Other people will have... Sources of pain they want to move away from. Mm. When I first started, similar to yourself, Courtney, and I think as well, a lot of people that start in their own way to, you know, similar to where we started, 
tend to more want to move away from sources of pain. Mm. Just get me away from this. Then over time it starts to change. So when I get to my goals now, my goals now are about moving away from sources of pain, it's about moving towards things. But anyway, so that, that's what it was for me. So I wanted to you know, not be morbidly obese, not be a victim of diabetes because I thought life had to be more than this. It's just this wasn't a long-term thing. You know, so then I contrast that to these days. Yeah. Yep. Your more recent goals. So come forward a long way. So much like Courtney was saying earlier, as I've gotten older, and yes, I am. As Courtney likes to advertise so often, I am eleven years older than Courtney. I am still stronger, faster, <laughs> more athletic. Blah blah blah. Ah, I got you covered, bitch. Don't you worry about that. Anyway, though, as as I like, I'm in I'm in my mid forties. As I get older, I have learned and have placed a greater value on. Well, you know what? I want to keep what I've got for as long as I can. Yeah. Because we all know people. We've all got them in our circles, where it's like, hang on. You're in your forties or you're in your fifties, but you're getting around like you're in your hundreds mm. or your nineties. You know the the whole accelerated aging thing. Yes. Like if you if you're listening, if, like if you happen to be my age or older, like I'm sure you've got people you went to school with where it's like, woof, what the fuck happened? Mm. Like, oh, that will not be me. Yes. Right. So I've got a a higher value on keeping what I've got in terms of functional independence and ability and strength, and performance. I want to squeeze as much juice out of the orange as I can for as long as I can. Yeah. Right? And so one thing I've been doing the last couple of years in conjunction with that is I've I've taken up martial arts. Mm -hmm. Something like I've been a fan of of combat sports for a very, very, like 30 years now. And it's like, well, you know what? I'm going to apply myself and my body to a new pursuit. Mm. So take what I've done, take what I've created, like my, my strength, my ability, my coordination, my confidence. Let's go apply that to something different. Like I've been going to the gym for fucking eons and I still, I still do. Nothing's changed there. You know, it's just applying in a different way now. Yeah. So I've got the goals of like, well, hey, now that I'm doing martial arts training, let's go collect some belts. Yeah. And start working your way up the ladder chasing after the different higher colored belts Mm -hmm. okay why 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 well number one number one number one reason why i do what i do and how i work to sustain it let alone improve on it i ain't going back to where i used to be not in a million fucking years no i didn't have that as one of my whys but yeah it's a really good one. I'm just not, I'm, I've, I'll tell you what. There's a saying I'm going to use right now that I think is absolute gold. I've come too far to only come this far. Yes. I am not going back. Like yes. That, that is like, to me, it's felt like I've lived two separate lives. Yeah. And I'm not going back to my, my first life. Like, that is fucking done. Mm. Right? The number one is that. The second why for me is, well, I want to be confident in myself no matter where I am, what I'm doing, and who I'm around. Yes. Because 
much like you, Courtney, like, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and blow smoke up anyone's bum. Like I wanna look my best. Because if you know you're not at your best, it undermines your confidence. Absolutely. And as Courtney will, will, will happily tell you, I probably have irrational confidence, <laughs> which has been earned, I might add, has been worked on over a long period of time. But I don't want that to be undermined because it affects what I do. Because you listening would know if you're low on confidence, it eats away every fucking part of your life. It's not just one thing or another. Like it's affected me in the past. It's affected my relationship with myself, friendships, relationship with family, mm-hmm. work. Like let alone, you know, romantic life. Like what the hell was that? Yeah. You know? Yep. So I want to be confident in myself no matter what the situation is. You know? And as as I said before, functional strength and physical independence are really important to me. Especially as I get older, I don't want to be someone who is, say, you know, in my age bracket, but, you know, looks and functions like they're 25 plus years older. Like, yeah. no, no, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. I like, I've, I've embraced the challenge now. I like the idea of people being like, what? Matt's in his 40s and he does How that. And he, and he can do that? Like, yeah, that's me. Yeah. You know? So, you know, martial arts for me in particular has been a new challenge and a new mountain to climb. A great, a great saying I've been taught is that the top of the current mountain should be the bottom of the next one. Mm. And that's what martial arts is to me in this case. So, you know, I believe that we all need new challenges to keep growing and to incentivize us to to keep improving, let alone to keep what we've earned. Because we said it before on this podcast, like it's one thing to achieve a result. It's another thing entirely to actually fucking keep it. Yeah. So to me, I know the way I'm wired, I've got to continue to challenge and push myself not just to you know, achieve new goals and chase new carrots, but to keep what I've already done and, and not go back to where I used to be and not regress in that way. I guess you might say that these days I want to be an active participant in my own life mm. and get the most out of it. Because as far as I know, and I'm open to being proven wrong, as far as I know, we're only here once. Like I'm getting the most of this shit. I'm yeah. at the stage where for me in my life, I'd rather regret the things I did not, the, not regret the things I didn't do. Yes. Sometimes it blows up in your face, but hey, I've made my choice. I'm going to roll with it. But then I can even go a step further and go, well, okay, what about, what about my career, the work that I do? So for me, like a, a work goal is I want to help as many people as possible change and improve their lives in their own way, like I have with mine, like Courtney has with hers and help people, you know, get through the bullshit of diets and the weight loss field in general. Yeah. Like, you know, because what, what you and I have done, Courtney, individually, like I, I think I, I know for me, I've been guilty of probably almost not fully appreciating what I've done for myself. 
Because let's be honest, what we've done has been monumental. Because we've seen so many other people just quit, give up, walk away, just talk themselves out of it. It's like, wow, I'm kind of proud of myself for not having done that. Yeah. But I want to I want to have it even from a work perspective where well, I want to be able to be a, a small part in helping people do their own version of this. Okay, why? Why is that goal important? Well, for me, I'll speak just for me personally, helping others, no matter how big or small a way that might be, honestly makes me feel good about myself. It makes me feel like I'm, I'm contributing, like I'm part of something. Mm. You know, it, it makes me feel valuable. You know, I like paying it forward, giving back. You know, but I also know that for me, with, you know, the lifestyle that I want to live and the things that I want to do, I will better facilitate an improved lifestyle by helping other people facilitate an improved life. Yeah. Uh, what's the what's the phrase? Um, give us gain. Mm. Give us gain. So the why behind the work I've been doing for a long time now is well, I want to help other people because I know helping other people helps me. Yeah. In more ways than one. It's not well, it's not just talking about, oh well, I make money and blah blah blah. Like, yeah, we all gotta put put the food on the table. But above that, it gives me a sense of purpose. So yeah. I'm done. Good. Love it. So I think just to wrap up this episode. I reckon, I think a good tip that we'd give to you listening is to go away and think not just what you want to achieve, why you want to achieve it. Yeah. So take what we've, the tools, as Matt mentioned, that you've, you've got from the last three episodes, just really be thinking about them now as tools. That's what they are, aren't and they? And actions to implement. Mm. But now I think it's really great idea Matt is to really go away and really have some self-reflection and some clarity behind what you want to achieve and most importantly why you want to achieve it I think something that you do Courtney that could be really useful here because you you've gotten into journaling yes this year I think I recommend to you listening don't be afraid to write this down yeah I, I would actually encourage you to write it down because as as you went through you probably just heard when Matt and I were talking and Matt's like the best at this, as you can probably tell by the way he approached my goals is that often you need to dig so deep where you're constantly asking yourself why. So there's more than one why. Why is that important to you? That question might come up three times between you writing out your whys. So that's why unless you have someone to really play off and and dig into it with – Writing it down, I think, is essential because it might not just be one why. So there mm. might there's layers often to it that you've Perfect. got to that you've got to unlock. So being able to write it down and and look at it, reflect on that one, maybe the one why you've written down, reflect on that, and maybe ask yourself the question again: Why is that important to you? Yeah. What else you can do though? Write it down. Go away come back, then ask the question the next day. Yeah. Having sl- literally slept on it. You've got to you've got to do it over time, I think I agree, because that's becomes it becomes really clear to you and you you you've got 
good amount of time to process it to really get to the layers because often our brains will just come up with one reason why that's important to you but there's often extra there that we just need to get to so I think it's a great great point Matt go away have more of a think about it come back and ask yourself the same question why again but ask yourself the question why is that important to you not on your original goal but on the first why you answered with and then go away and think about that so I think it's a really good um, a really good I was gonna say um, uh, how do you say it exercise I was going to say experiment, but that's the wrong word. Exercise. Exercise. Right. Yeah. Exercise is the right word. It's a really good exercise to do. And it's not something that you have to do just at the start. You know, it's something that's great to do whenever you feel like you want to achieve something. I Something that I we like to do with clients is actually assess their goals regularly because mm. this is the thing like whatever you do with this exercise, whatever you might write down or jot down or whatever, there's a pretty good chance it's going to change within the next six to 12 months as you change. Absolutely. But Courtney used, I think, the perfect word, layers. There's always layers to this. It's never as simple as, oh, I just want to lose weight, get fit and tone up. Like, no, you fucking don't. Like, yes, you do, but no, you don't. That's not the real answer. I would encourage you just to dig deep and then dig deeper again. Because it can be, it's to me, it's never just as simple as, oh, well, I just want to lose weight and uh, then I'll be happy. Like, no. How does this affect you in your life? Not just with what you see in the mirror. How does it affect your work, your career? How does it affect your relationship or potential relationships? How does it affect your social life? Mm. It's never just as simple as, oh, I just want to lose weight. Like, no. I guarantee you it affects you in more ways than this. Like, I know for me, I didn't mention it earlier, one of the things that used to drive me crazy that really really sort of stuck with me was how much I absolutely hated going to the movies, right, going to the cinemas and having the armrests digging into my hips. It was painful to sit there and watch a movie, same thing with flying on a plane. Like yeah. it, it hurt sitting in the seats because I was so wide that the armrests were, were digging into me. Like it's not it's not just like I just want to lose weight. There's there's ways that this affects you. Mm. And I think you've got to be prepared to be honest and take your time to really get deep on this because that's I said it earlier, I'll say it again. That's the purpose of this exact podcast episode is you need an anchor point. You've got to tie the tools that you're going to implement that we've spoken about in the previous three episodes, they've got to be tied back to a reason. Yeah. Because honestly, I'll be blunt here, the reason of, oh, I just want to go to the gym or I'm just going to do a program, nope, they're not going to work for you. They're not going to carry you through, guaranteed. I've seen this so many effing times over such a long period of time now. This is where people get stuck. Mm. They lose sight of what they want to achieve and more importantly, why they want to achieve it and what it will do for them if they do. Yeah. This is how you actually get past horse shit like motivation or willpower. You don't need none of that crap if you have an anchor point that is honest and clear. Done. Done. Bring us home. Great. 
Well, I think that is a wrap for this episode. We're going to leave it there. We hope you got a lot out of it. Thank you for sticking with us this long if you haven't. Um, mm. If you're not already a member of our Facebook page, make sure that you – a Facebook group, sorry. Make sure that you join the Facebook group. Um, just the, look up the Weight Loss Podcast on Facebook. The link will also be in the the this podcast episode description in the whatever app that you're using. Right. Perfect. So uh, that's a wrap, Courtney. That's a wrap. Thank you for joining me. This has been – I think this has been fantastic. Just ask me. Yes. We've done well. <laughs> We're out. Bye. Bye. Are you ready to share your success? Head over to our website for full access to our show notes, resources based on today's topic, and links to our Facebook group so you can share your story with our hosts and many others out there who are looking to achieve and maintain their health and fitness goals. You can find all that and more exclusively at theweightlosspodcast.com. 